All right. Hey, guys. Uh, welcome back to High Sobriety Podcast. I am joined with Alicia. What's up, guys? Um, we wanted to do uh, basically just like a uh, pop-up episode today. Um, kind of just wanted to talk a little bit more about us, selfishly. <laughs> it's always <laughs> so, about us. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we thought maybe we'd jump on and, and kind of just uh, talk a little bit just about whatever um but first i wanted to get into um in our previous episode with uh josh catley we talked about uh he had talked a little bit about mental health and how that ties in with um addiction and uh i like to shine a little bit more light on on the mental health aspect of um addiction uh because it does affect a lot of people and it is a it is a big driver of um how people become addicted to drugs and alcohol um so i wanted to kind of jump in on um on how that affected me um more in the alcohol aspect than the drugs because um i used alcohol as a medication um and then obviously that quickly turns into something that's a little bit more um extreme and, and into alcoholism so um yeah, I mean, I uh, I suffer from uh, PTSD and uh, anxiety. PTSD probably comes from uh, times in my life when I was using drugs, um, meth especially. I think. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing meth, it kind of uh, I think it kind of changes your brain a bit. So um, it it definitely. I mean, I do remember having it when I was younger. Uh, you know, as a kid, but it wasn't uh, to that extent. It kind of, I think when I was doing meth and I was up all night for uh, long periods of time, you know, that starts to uh, kind of fuck with your head a little bit. So yeah. I think that um, that's kind of when it, it really amped up. And this could possibly be wrong because, I mean, I was medicated on the drugs, um, fentanyl and all that. Um, so maybe I was just numb to that feeling. Um, but I feel like after I quit the, the, those drugs and went through withdrawal and all that, that, uh, that's when the anxiety really, uh, kind of amped up for me. And, um, I think that, um, alcohol was something that I used, um, one, because I couldn't do drugs anymore. Um, and so I was like, well, I have alcohol still, yeah. you know, not a drug addict, but I can still drink and hang out. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it too is that, you know, when most people are using drugs, you're either, you know, up for days at a time or they're just like out for days at a time kind of thing. And yeah, that like really fucks with your brain chemistry too, because like obviously, you know, sleep and all of that is so important for mental health, like right. getting proper rest. And yeah. when you're not doing those things and you're just operating on like autopilot, um, when you're using drugs or drinking and stuff like that, it, it, and the longer that you do it and the more that you do it, the harder it is to kind of scrape back from that. Yeah. I, it, it, there's definitely, I feel like some kind of chemical, um, change that happens mm -hmm. in your brain. Um, like I said, especially with math, I think, because yeah. <clears throat> it's so hard on your, uh, mental well-being mm -hmm. uh, that drug is just like you know it, it's crazy um brutal on your head and your brain and how everything kind of works and how you work as a person so um i uh after that i used 
alcohol um, as a medication. So uh, my anxiety is uh, fueled by um, like stomach aches, like panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like the, the feeling symptoms. that something bad's gonna happen um, at any time, and it's a scary feeling, like like you're on a roller coaster. That's mm-hmm. Uh, like constantly dropping on a roller coaster is is how I can kind of um, describe it. Yeah. Um, and it's a scary feeling, and it sucks to feel that all the time. And then you're sweating and you're shaking, and you're, mm-hmm. you know what I mean. That all comes with. And it. the more symptoms that you get, I feel like when it comes to like panic and PTSD and anxiety, and like the more you're aware of those things, yeah, like the harder it is to. Um, come back from it or like even just to, to pretend it's not happening because it's, you know yeah. you know it's happening right it's like my tremor yeah if I know that someone's noticing then I try harder to stop it and the and harder you try and, and I think that's especially with um sweating yeah right? is is one where you're like fuck everyone notices I'm sweating so now you're sweating more because you're yeah. stressing about it and that's, that's like stress right yeah and like there's when it's stress, sweat too, like the more, biggest thing, because yeah. you're like, oh my god, like stress, sweat, smells, yeah, like and Burger King, and it's just like you know, <laughs> and uh, it just makes you like so self conscious yeah, that you like yeah. it's so hard to come back from. Yeah, I know exactly heavy, what you right? mean. Like, yeah, you know, I, it, it's it's difficult. So when um, using alcohol to self medicate is a very dangerous thing to do. Um, which I learned the hard way because at first it's, it's all just like an easy way out and you're having fun and blah, blah, blah. Uh, everybody in the recovery, um, community knows that, you know, that you have a problem when you're not having fun anymore. And that's, you know, when you're like, shit, maybe I'm going down a, a bad fucking path here. So, um, yeah, like it's, it's difficult, uh, to stop at that point, but um, when you're using it as a medication because uh, you haven't found anything, you know, that helped quite like it. I mean, first it was beer and you know what I mean? And then you yeah. get to that point um, where you need something stronger. Yeah, when beer is not enough. Faster or mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it, you know, beer's at the bottom of the, the chain when it comes to that. But beer's kind of like more like a hanging out and relaxing thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, once once I started drinking really heavily, um, it was like uh, it would go away, and then it would be amplified the next day. So it was much worse. It came out much worse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was like a, a vicious circle for sure. Um, but yeah, when you're you know when you're coming uh, like coming down, I guess is your hangover and yeah. whatever. you get anxiety and and whatever. But um, I'd be like stuck to the couch. I couldn't move. I couldn't take my kid to school, you know, because if you just physically can't f- fucking do it. You can't, um, you can't, you just don't have the, the strength. Yeah. Right. And I think a lot of it too is like, once you get to that point where you know you're like self-medicating with, with alcohol or drugs or like any substance really. Um, and you're going through that like next day stages, anxiety or yeah. whatever. Um, like you're so aware of like what you've done to yourself that you start to fall into that like bit of guilt as well. And it just makes everything so much worse. Like I feel um, that the more that I used, like I would feel better for like a very basically split second, 
but the rest of all of that was just guilt like and i think that's the biggest thing too right. like that affects a lot of people's mental health is because like we know what we're doing is wrong like we know that this isn't normal yeah. we know that this is not a healthy coping mechanism however um a lot of times i know for myself like i just felt so weak like you you right. get defeated and you just like feel like there's nothing else like you've done everything there's nothing else you can do and you just give up and right, right. then you get comfortable giving up because it's easy yeah. it's easy to give up it's easy to just throw your hands up and be like fuck this but at the end of the day you know like recovery sobriety even fixing your mental health is like it's not for the weak it is no, not it's no. not designed for people um to give up like sadly you have to you have to be a warrior you have to have the fight in you and you have to want it otherwise um you're really stuck fighting your yourself yeah it's a tough thing to do mm -hmm. and you know um like when it comes to mental health it's a hard thing to to get past because you don't really it, it's one the one thing in your brain that you can't really figure out yeah um it's super difficult to get around when you're having um you know if you're if you're depressed or have anxiety or you know you're stressed or you mm -hmm. know mostly people just want to make it go away yeah as right? quickly as possible too right i mean that was that was a lot a lot of it for me was that it would go away quickly yeah um it came back even quicker yeah and i mean that's that's the vicious cycle of using drugs right like it's a quick fix and then not only do you feel worse after but you feel guilty now right. because you know that you've done something that's that's yeah. hindering you really and then on top of that you know you feel even more guilty because you know the only way to to get rid of that again as quickly as possible is to continue right and um, that's what you want to do is you mm -hmm. want to just make it go away and mm -hmm. so you'll take the easiest route to do that and for me that was um drinking right because that was way easier um than sitting and having to deal with with yeah. uh feelings and things like that but like now i mean in um in recovery you learn to deal with things like that um a little bit better which you know is something that you know is a very difficult thing to do and very difficult to overcome but the um the rewards are just endless right mm -hmm. um and i mean i consider myself quite the strong person but um you know some i mean it, it's not like that for a lot of people and the uh mental health that i was dealing with um was one thing that i wasn't strong enough to to get past on my own yeah. it's something that i've i've learned to um do but um it's been a difficult thing right? i think a lot of um like from what i see like obviously you know um as you guys know we've basically started our sobriety at the same time and we've been together pretty much the entire time of it which like we're lucky a lot of people don't um get that lucky but um from what i've seen since like let's say the start yeah into now with you and your mental health and the way that you handle it right um first of all like i'm so proud every day to like see how far you've come because it's like 
crazy to me. I remember like the very beginning yeah. and how like fucking hard it was. Like the anxiety was so much yeah. more than it is now. Way more than than I had had to deal with before yeah. because um, you know, I had an easy out to just kind of drink and make that go away mm -hmm. and then I'd be fine. Yeah. But um, you know, and then having to deal with that is is it's just super hard because then it's you know you're dealing with mm -hmm. this with no crutch and no yeah no weapon against it. Mm -hmm. um, but that's the thing. I mean, it's the that is the only way. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way out. Like you have to go through the shit. Yeah. Like you can't avoid it. You can't go around it. But I, I, I think seeing you kind of like face it head on, and the further that you get into sobriety, mm -hmm. like it is so blatantly obvious and yeah. like visually you can see the progression um so you know in the beginning when when it was so bad like i i remember like there were even days where like you couldn't even like verbalize the fact that you had anxiety right, right. or it's crippling um, yeah right? and and, 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 and I, I like i just you just, you just uh, it's you're off the walls it's mm -hmm. it's so hard to um get past it some days but it's very far and few between yeah. um, these days in comparison to, you right. know, um, back when we started. Yeah, crazy. Mm -hmm. But a lot of people use drugs and alcohol to, um, you know, just make it go away. But in the end, they're they're just hurting them, themselves. So, like, I, um, you know, that was when I turned into an alcoholic, right? Because I would wake up and need, need it to uh to function or barely function really um because i was so sick all the time but um you know you once you get that's a dangerous thing because once you get to um using it as medication um and then you turn into having a problem yeah right? and that's difficult so i mean that's definitely something that that i wanted to touch on i mean because uh drinking with your friends is all cool and then until it's not yeah right and then until your friends are gone and you're still drinking right, by yourself right. <laughs> but now it's kind of flipped where you know um everybody's drinking and i'm not mm -hmm. and but i get more and more people want to you know uh get sober yeah. or you know it's, it's becoming a thing now which is great because yeah, finally you know i've lost a lot of people and you know um I, I'm watching people now. It's getting really bad out there. I mean, like yeah. to have so many people that we went to high school with and anybody that, you know, personally knows us and went to high school with us, like, well, and they know, like yeah. we have lost so many people. If it wasn't because of an overdose, it was something drug related or, right, right. you know, and it's just, you know, where we live now, it's seems like every single day it's getting more and more out of control. Yeah, right. And, you know, I really like since COVID, like things have just been so fucked up since like lockdown and everything. And it changed a lot of people, you know, the Absolutely. isolation. And yeah. And I mean, and that caused a lot of depression. In yeah. As well. And, the, and especially people health. who aren't used to that type of isolation or they are not normally a right. person because who they, deals because with. Because we all had um, uh, like routines, mm -hmm. right? Work and and then on all that, but then that kind of comes to an end when COVID shuts everything down. Yeah, and nobody has a job, and um, and then the government starts handing you a bunch of money, and it's like let's party. Yeah, you know? the wild thing about all of that, really, like, and what I see now as an aftermath sort of um thing is that everybody that I know that 
was like me, you know, an outgoing person, life of the party type thing, even when I was sober or not using drugs, like I was always that kind of person. Um, But all those people who were like me in that sense that I know are like, they have social anxiety, like they can't, like, it's even hard for me, like, when we go to the grocery store. Yeah, I want to get in and out as quickly as possible. Like, I don't want to be there yeah. for a second longer and than you're I like need to be. And you're like and you're like sweating. Yeah, you, and you, I'm just like you know. every time where I'm like, and I have a process, and yeah. that's my like my OCD is really bad in in those situations. And then yeah. I I start to like I you get think the these sweats. People are like waiting for yeah. you, and you're like holding them up. So yeah, like, like, and then it, it yeah, I'll go the rest of my day yeah. thinking about the old man who had to wait for me to pack up four hundred dollars <laughs> yeah. worth of yeah. groceries. About it, like, yeah, and like that guy's definitely forgotten about it by the time he got to his car. But it's yeah. just like that type of shit. Like, it's so hard to yeah. filter out that stuff because you're so used to like just being on your own. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, and touching on the COVID, um, you know, it it caused um issues with with even kids you mm-hmm. know uh like a lot of the kids were and then they have to do this new online thing that that kind of threw everybody off yeah. and and we're we as parents are like, like i'm know, not a fucking teacher right like and <laughs> so barely... we're on there and i'm on there you know, drinking all, all the night before and then i'm on there trying to figure this shit out and, you know like it's um it was just wild it was a wild time to be alive and everybody uh i think dealt with that in their own way um you know but a lot of people turn to just like go and buck and and drinking and yeah drugs and whatever because uh it was like yeah we don't gotta work so let's hang out with yeah our or i like have to this. work from home you know, so i'd I'm be sitting gonna... on the porch having fucking raging parties you know what i mean like <laughs> blasting fucking music out to the whole world yeah um you know, uh, wild, like doing mushrooms and fucking, mm-hmm. you know, I think a else. lot of our generation really fucking lost it, yeah, you know, during yeah. that time, because, um, you know, the generation older than us at our parents' age, they've worked their whole lives, you know, like they lived through the fucking good 90s. Yeah. And then, you know, since all of this and like, obviously, financially, like our, our country is in shambles. Yeah, we're fucked. And <laughs> we're so fucked. And so our generation dealt with so much childhood trauma that we didn't realize was trauma until we became adults. Because yeah. as time goes right. on and more information comes out about mental health and um, you know, everything that comes under the mental health umbrella, but as well as the correlation between kids with ADHD, right. people with, um, it's affecting so many more yeah, people with mental right. health disorders and ADHD are like very at high risk yeah. of becoming addicts. I mean, it happened to me. Um, and it, like, it's just, that's one of the craziest right. things. I think or it's the, the hardest have become, thing. Uh, amplified uh in the sense because they they have that all that free time yeah right? and, and there's you know, nothing worse idle hands right uh, nothing worse when you're mentally ill than having free time yeah like, no that like, is that is you're sitting there in your head all the time mm-hmm. so it's like let's drink or let's do drugs or let's yeah. party and you know just i feel like the mental health aspect was so slept on yeah. during the 90s and the yeah. 2000s that when it finally kind of came to a head, like even healthcare professionals are like, 
We are so right. fucking swamped with right. people who are like a lot going mentally on. not doing well that yeah. like now the rest of us suffer because there's just not enough help out there. No. And when it gets to that point, that's where the addiction comes in. And that's how, that's really how it happened right. with me both times. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I was using originally uh, as a teenager, I hadn't been diagnosed with borderline personality disorder yet. Mm-hmm. However, um, anyone who has BPD or knows somebody that has it um, knows that that is like it's the Mac Daddy. Right. It's, it's of, like all of them come of uh, mental health disorders, and it's triggered by trauma. All of those things. Like I think when I looked it up, the the statistics of people with BPD who end up as addicts is so fucking high. And um, before it was saying like it used to be mostly women that were diagnosed with BPD. Um, and as, you know, things progress and things go on, they start to realize that there are a lot more men going undiagnosed with BPD or um, they kind of just put them into a different, uh, like they just re- misdiagnose them yeah. due to... Uh, undiagnosed or yeah. underdiagnosed or, uh, you know, and... And that's the worst when you're yeah. undiagnosed, but yeah. you know something's fucking wrong with you. Because you know inside yeah. that something's going on, whether you have like a shitty doctor or whatever, there's whatever reason it is for you not being diagnosed. And that's what happens. And that's how people turn to, um, you know, drugs and alcohol to kind of, you know, fix this or, mm-hmm. or put a band aid on it, which is basically what you're yeah. doing, right? It's, Essentially, it's not going to solve the issue at hand at all um and we talked about that with josh uh you know on how you have to kind of look inward and kind of um you know face your demons and kind of unpack all of that shit that you have um pent up inside no matter what it is because it could be the smallest thing that you know what i mean or it could be something that that you've completely buried or whatever if you don't bring it out um the cycle will just continue. Yeah. Uh, so you have to be really, sorry, careful with um, mental health because it's it's um, like there's no easy fix for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's the thing. And no healthy one. At no. Least. And like drugs and alcohol will will only help you so far until you have. Now you have um, another problem on top of what you're dealing with already, and then or your other problems are just worse. Yeah. You know? And that's that and then you have still have no way to to make it better other than to keep using and then you're in a full-blown addiction and but that's the thing when you're using to treat your problem yeah like sure it's helping in the meantime but you're also not allowing your brain to rationalize things in a proper way so if you're constantly using as a band-aid fix you'll never ever be in a position to actually handle and deal with things with a um like a free mind because you're constantly using the drugs to cover it up and then like next thing you know you're so fucking deep that like you now have to when we when you're an addict, you fuck a lot of shit up. Yes, you ruin your yeah. friendships, you ruin your family. Yeah. There's no getting around that. Run yourself you know? financially. You're, you're doing something fucking, wrong to somebody. Yeah, you know? and now on top of all of the shit that you have to deal with with your mental health, you also have to do a lot of fixing. 
Yeah. Like, right. you know, and that's a lot. It's a lot of pressure for one person. It's a lot to one Holy fuck. And, and, and a lot to deal with when you're done. When you're when you're out of your addiction um, and you're working on yourself, that's when the real work starts. It's not just stopping drugs. Like like uh, Josh had said, it's, yeah. it's um, you know, it's getting that real work done that yeah. will be your that will be your tool to recovery and that'll keep you on the road to recovery yeah. um and being recovered yeah uh, i mean you know. if you just stop using drugs but you continue to act like the same person and you yeah. do the same shit you still yeah you may as well be doing the drugs or if, you like, know it's... if you leave the situation um and then go and stop using drugs and whatever uh and then you go back to that situation uh expecting a change then you know yeah. bad news it's not gonna change anything you'll end up back where you are so if you're hanging out with friends and and whatever that are using drugs around you and you're an addict odds are you're probably going to end up back uh in that situation and that's what happened to me with uh, my son's uh mother was that uh, i tried to go back and help her because i had gotten out of it um and then i i just went right back down into it mm -hmm. uh and and it, it was much worse than it was the first time right which is uh something you have to be very very careful about um because if you're not um uh, then you're falling it's down a slippery the slope for you know sure I mean? yeah like it's it's not uh it's not uh fail safe for sure mm -hmm. there's a lot of work that, that goes into it you know yeah i feel like too um it's so when you're in recovery, I think the hardest part about being in recovery, aside from like, once you've dealt with your shit, like I'd say like now at this point for us, you know, we've dealt with a lot of our demons. We've learned how to cope with things. Yeah. We have each other for support. And that's like, you know, like right, I said, again, right. lucky. However, being in recovery, it's so much harder to see the people that you love not in recovery. Because right. you know, yeah. like, you know how fucking bad it is for them. You know how hard it is yeah. for them. And it's it, it's it's so difficult to pull somebody out. Yeah. Of yeah I mean, rut, especially if you, you know, you know, they really need it. It's um, and it's it's damaging to watch. You know what I mean? Um, it, it actually and you like, try to help, hurts, you know, yeah. and um, Chantel's here. Um, this I even just for her, you know what I mean? She would try to, to, to get me uh you know off the couch or whatever yeah um, and it was always yo i need beer or you know what I, or whatever to to make me feel better so that i can get up and basically drink some more yeah i mean and then it's you have those couple drinks in the beginning that are that do make you feel better and then now you're just and then you're just drunk mm -hmm. and then you're you're moving on to uh the the rest of your binge yeah right? which is um you know and that that's how it starts it's a it's a fucking ongoing binge of alcohol because you're trying yeah. to numb you know i mean i was trying to numb um you know the like the anxiety and uh the mental health ptsd that that i was dealing with um that was amplified from the night before because mm -hmm. i couldn't deal with it the night before so yeah. now i'm paying for it the next day and then on and on and on uh it continues and grows and yeah and it all just stuck. goes back to borrowing happiness from the next day. Right. Like we said. And that's what I would beginning. always say, right? But And like you know you're doing it too. Mm -hmm. uh, and you know that it's going to be like that when you get up the next day. And you know it's going to be much worse. But it's worth it because in the moment, mm -hmm. in the, your present self um, doesn't have to feel um, 
sad or hurt or you know alone so uh, mental health is is a huge thing or it and it was for me um mm -hmm. with the drinking um the drugs was a little different but um that's the reason why i had to wake up and have a drink every day yeah you know um which is uh it's nuts to, to think back on now because uh i don't need that anymore yeah right? and that's what i liked too when i quit doing drugs it's like i don't have to wake up and have methadone every day yeah um or something that would make me feel better i just wake up feeling normal yeah like myself um and ready to get up and do whatever right mm -hmm. um but before when you when you're on opiates or you know whatever you're doing you got to do that right away so that you can function yeah right? and i think too like for me um with the extreme amount of cocaine that i was doing and for the period of time i mean like we're talking over a span of two years mm -hmm. doing it all day every day yeah um it took me like what until two months ago to like fix my sleep schedule right it takes time it like it took over a year for me to just be able to like sleep before you know, three or four o'clock in the morning, or I would fall asleep right away. And then I would be up all night. And it's just like, yeah. it, it, when you're without sleep, especially when you're in recovery and you yeah. aren't using the nighttime is the worst because that's right. the time usually that yeah. you're using. Right. 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 So or you're, that's when your you're facing like, your fucking yeah. nighttime demons. Yeah. It's dark. You know, you have nothing to do but to sit there and overthink shit. I'm like a chronic overthinker. That's part of my BPD. Yeah. Um, I was actually just talking, speaking with Erica about it today about, you know, tattooing and stuff. I'm like, I just get in my head about everything. Yeah. And I overthink everything to the like yeah, max. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's so frustrating. Your, your brain. You know, uh, yeah. Something that you can't just shut off. And like, I have to like sit there and like physically in my head voice be like, okay, reel it in, bring it back. Yeah, like, yeah. it's not that bad. And then you lose you lose like your, your mind a little bit because you have to like physically force yourself to, to like pull yourself out of that. Right. Whereas before I'd be like, well, I guess I'll just go sniff hard. a Hollywood line because yeah. like, right. and that's really hard. And it's so hard strength to choose the other way, which is not uh, taking the easy way. Mm -hmm. right? Like we talked about with Josh is like, that's growth when mm -hmm. you're choosing to, just face it head on is uh you know that's just like a strength that i didn't know i had until i got sober yeah uh, a, a lot too like for me i'm like i have a hard time accepting yeah my growth because i'm always waiting for the other shoe to drop right and then i'm just like that's so unhealthy like i know that I should be proud of myself and like how far I've come. And then I know I'm a strong person, but it's like hard to convince yourself of something like that. When all you see is like the weak spots. Yeah. Yeah. You're focusing on the, and it's the bad parts. Yeah. It's, but when you're looking in the mirror, you're thinking about, um, you know, Think about, what, oh, what this doesn't look yeah. right or, you know what I mean? And that's kind of the same with mental or health like, is that you're picking apart the bad the bad mm -hmm. and instead of you're like ignoring the, the good yeah uh, it's like that's all you're seeing yeah i'm looking at myself in the mirror being in recovery and I'm just like 
you don't fucking deserve this. <laughs> you right. know what I mean? And I know you that I do. So hard for it and, I, and I know I busted my ass for it. And yeah. I know I still every day have to work for it. But it's like, that's probably the BPDA. Like, right, I can almost right. guarantee it. Like, because I know, like, I know in my head, I know I did this. I know I'm strong. I've been through so fucking much in my whole life like yeah. i have just been going through shit since i was 10 like you know yeah and you get to that point where you're just like exhausted but then you think about like all the people you fucked over right. and all the lies you told and not just to other people but to yourself and then like you have to like understand that you are not the things that you did when you use drugs right right and that's, and that's you know still I mean? hard it's, for it, me because you that's like you know that's the past right mm -hmm. and a lot of people they can't let go of the past um you know and even to this day it's difficult for me it's difficult for alicia um and it, you know it's it's obviously difficult for a lot of people to do um because they know that they were wrong mm -hmm. in, in those situations and when you're in um you know the rooms of of na or aa they kind of push for you to make amends with people um that you've wronged or whatever, if you can, mm -hmm. right. Without causing yeah. uh, any problems. But, um, I think that for me, just moving forward is enough, mm -hmm. um, or it should be enough. Uh, obviously I do think about certain things that I've done or, you know, especially, uh, in regards to my family, yeah. lying to my family, um, you know, is, or, or stealing or, you know what I mean? Those things are, are tough to get past, but, um, when you're in recovery, you have to kind of think about the things that you're going to be doing or the things that you're doing right now, yeah. rather than, um, you know, the things that you've done before, because that is, you know, and I know that that's a difficult thing to do. It's so hard to, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's easier said than done for sure. Uh, especially in, uh, certain situations, right. It's difficult. Yeah. But, and that's, that's the thing too, like a, a big we started this and you know why I was so on board with it at first was because um mental health and addiction are brother and sister right and right. so They're a lot of together, times that's for sure. i find that anytime i went to see you know when i was a kid and i was going to counseling and you go to like the facts building and they have the counselors right, there right, yeah. and you can just tell by looking at these fucking people like you have never been through a damn thing right. in your life. Yeah. Like, and that's so unfair to say, because obviously everybody goes through shit and like everybody understands things differently. And yeah. even, you know, there are people um, out there where I'm like completely shocked that they're an addict. Like it's just like brings you it, like, yeah, holy shit, I, what? I definitely run into a few of those too, where it's like, what? But you know? when you're, when you're young, especially, it's really hard to open up to those people who, you have no idea like that they're actually relating to you. Like yeah. you read in a textbook, what to tell me. And it's not actually helping me. Like, right. but as I, you know, as an adult, um, I was like during one of my stints in the psych ward. Yeah. Um, I remember saying to the psychiatrist there, uh, like, it's really hard for me to come forward and, you know, be Stanley Yelnats and fucking dig up all my trauma in front yeah, of you. Yeah when you're just sitting there like nodding your head and the right. only experience that you have with this is the thousands of other people who went through yeah. it also yeah. it's and it, and you just feel judged like it's so going to counseling is so hard and then it's a difficult thing to do yeah and then when you are a, an addict 
and you go to the fucking hospital for mental health, yeah, they just straight up are like, stop using drugs, right? And I'm right. like, oh, it's the, oh, that's okay. the reason why everything is. I didn't you know. realize it was that easy, you know? Like, yeah. it's it's so much. It's like you said, it's easier said than done. Yeah. But knowing that it's coming from a place of like love and that we are like genuinely like wanting to help and just make everybody feel like they're not alone. Right. I felt so alone in my addiction, like being a and closet. Most people do. Yeah, you know being a I mean? closet and, addict, especially. You know, I, you know when, like, when it was me, um, you know, and when I lived in Welland, it was uh, like you're, you got a room full of people. But you're like you feel alone, alone, right? It's a, and then you get all depressed because you're drinking, and you know what I mean. Because the depression, it's weird how the alcohol works. Because um, at first it's all fun and games, and then yeah. it just turns into this big depressive episode, right? Um, that's like difficult to get away from, mm-hmm. you know. But um, back to the the counseling thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I had a counselor when I lived in North Bay um, that had never used drugs, but, um, tying in with the mental health aspect of it. Um, you know, they, he went through like a lot of mental health Mm -hmm. issues in his life. So, um, people like that are able to help. I mean, I got clean and you know what I mean? Um, I I don't want to say because of him, but obviously that was a, uh, you know, he helped for sure, but, Mm -hmm. um, he was really understanding and you know what I mean? Um, like, I myself would prefer somebody uh, like if I'm going to see you as like a mental health counselor, sure. But um, if you're a drug counselor, I would prefer that you're, um, you know, and in recovery. Yeah. Or that you've and I mean, not to things. knock the people who obviously yeah, went no, through I mean, the same yeah, schooling and right, the same right. whatever, but there's just something different right. about. You can history, learn about it in you books, know? Yeah, but uh, and know what you're talking about, mm-hmm. but it's just easier to you just get that connection with somebody yeah. that, that um has it's easier to open up it. to somebody who you know has been there right and right. isn't secretly judging you yeah yeah because i always felt that way like and like i said not to knock counseling there's right. counseling has saved many many people different Absolutely. types of yeah. counseling and all of that but like you said with the with drug counseling or um you know anything like that it it is more comforting um to open up to somebody who you know like in their head is like been there yeah yep, totally yeah, I get, get it, that right? and yeah. not only can they provide you with like the clinical right version of what you should do but they right. also say like you know i did this right. this really helped me or own... this part was really hard for me yeah, yeah. and you know mm-hmm. you just kind of have to push through right. they have their own experiences mm-hmm. or tips like, or you know what i mean like, yeah we're not like, counselors hey, I by any means but... withdrawal Um, you know, and sometimes I'll tell people, you know, like I took Benadryl when, when I was withdrawing and like that helped, you know, but my mom was, you know, uh, searching it all up to find, you know, ways that'll help me. Right. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't know that, but it does help right? with the sleeping and the restless legs, uh, uh, for sure. Um, you know, that helps people. And I know that because I've been through it. Right. And I've used it and other people have other ways, you know, of um, getting through that might work for you. So, you know, it is good to have that kind of person, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that knows their way around. I mean, I'm not a counselor in any, you know, I'm not not, not a licensed counselor, but, um, (laughs) you know, I do like I, I call myself a recovery coach because, you know, I can coach you through how to how I did it. 
and you know and kind of be there for you and we can set up a plan on how not only to get sober but to stay sober mm-hmm. um and like you know i know somebody right now that's struggling um to, it's not the getting sober part it's the staying there um you know and i could tell him or whatever that you know uh it's the people you're around but i mean he's not really around anybody he's kind of just struggling on his own um that's even harder yeah and so you know that's where we need to like set up a um a coaching plan on how you're gonna stay that way you know and Mm -hmm. picking up hobbies or um you know we do this podcast i think it really helps um you know and music and um tattooing and you know what i mean like you pick up things that maybe you didn't do before or maybe you did and kind of lost that yeah um so it's it's always good to have or work or whatever like you know what i mean like i couldn't work when i was um like an alcoholic because i couldn't do anything yeah um you know and so or your kids you know like you could get sober and see your kids again you know what i mean and like that's huge for people um, I did know. everything to avoid seeing my kids right. during well, that. Like, I mean, they lived in my like house, that, of course, right? but yeah. you do you do everything you can to stay as far away from them because, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, you don't want to subject them to that. No. And also, it's the guilt again. Right. You know that you could be a better parent, but you're choosing not to be because you're powerless over right. it's, your addiction. It's, you're, you have no choice. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, it's not a choice, but I mean, yeah. what I'm saying is, is that you have to do you have to selfishly deal with your addiction first because it's your number one priority yeah uh it doesn't mean that you don't love these people or you know what i mean it's just the addiction's got you at that point mm-hmm. and you know it's a difficult thing to do especially if you're not dealing with your mental health yeah or um things that you're feeling inside because mm-hmm. then you're you're just running around in a circle right yeah and I- that's it's it's really hard and it's like i said it's easier said than done and everyone yeah. watching right now like it, you know what i mean it's uh I, I can sit and say, hey, like this, you know, this is what I did and whatever. But everyone's different and you'll have to kind of unpack that stuff yourself. Yeah. And, and like, you, like I can coach you through it, but I can't do the work for you. you mm-hmm. know? And that's kind of what my counselor told me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but I, mean, I went you- in there. My counselor was like, why are you even here? Because I was like clean. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I hadn't been using. But obviously I needed to talk about some things mm-hmm. because to stay that way. You know what I mean? Um which is fine but like it doesn't really stop the anxiety especially once you've used meth or you know what i mean something in your brain has changed and you have to figure out how to deal with that yeah and the fentanyl and fucking everything else right like um and we got kids that are 12 years old dying from fentanyl yeah and you know what i mean and then that's from a joint and then that's fucking up someone else because now maybe that kids parents gonna use drugs or yeah. drink themselves to death right mm-hmm. it's or like just like kill it's themselves. like a fucking virus you know yeah. what i mean that just it's it's like a domino effect mm-hmm. where if you anybody can can snap into an addiction at any time right? yeah and that's the scary part the thing is it doesn't fucking discriminate no it's and like anybody the, the right? wildest and that's what you mean when you say hey this person doesn't it look like they would be an addict yeah. like it's it literally can can hit anyone mm-hmm. and they could be going through it completely silently and you have no idea but it's eating them up inside and that's why i, I think i wanted to talk about mental health because it's um like a big deal to to let that out or else you'll yeah. just suffer and i mean kind of building on the mental health aspect of it um we talk a lot about 
trauma and its effects on, um, you know, your mental health Mm -hmm. and going into your addiction. Mm -hmm. Um, If it's one thing that I am a pusher (laughs) about, it's that I, my biggest regret in my life, and I think I, I owe a lot of like this to my addiction yeah. is that I did not deal with my childhood trauma right. or my, you know, like teenage years, a young adult year trauma until I was 25 years old. So, you know, you're talking about digging up 25, well, let's just say 20 years worth right. of trauma. It's a, it's a lot to it load onto lot. your plate, but it's so necessary like you know we even tell our daughter she's a teenager now she'll be 14 next month and you know she has uh, some trauma and some things and like I tell her all the time like you do not want to wait until your 30s yeah to deal with this shit because I did it and and try and catch it early yeah you know because Mm -hmm. she is struggling yeah and, and that's it's the, hard to get a, a, a child to open up about these things. Yeah, and I mean, especially to your parents, like right. we like we yeah. always like to think like you know we're we're pretty chill parents, yeah. like and we're very open with our kids about um, addiction and mental right. health and being open about those things. Like, I mean, when when I was a kid, I don't really know kind of how it was for you, but with my parents, like it was never really something we talked about. They, it was just like don't have sex or you're going to get pregnant right. or, or like, you know, don't, this is don't do drugs kind of thing. You know, and it was just like left at that really. Yeah. Like there was no, but for us, like we acknowledge like our, our kids know that we're in recovery. We acknowledge that, you know, we understand that we put them through shit during our recovery yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, we take responsibility for our part in that, but also like, we're just like, you know, come to us, talk to us about anything. Like we, yeah. I tell my daughter all the time, like, I struggled for a lot of years um, with my mental health by yeah, myself yeah. in silence. And it's not a place you want to be. No. Um, but at the same time with kids, like it don't matter how fucking cool of a parent you are. Your right. kids do You're not want to talk to you. Right. Yeah. You're like they like, do oh, not want to come mom. to you. Yeah, I, I mean, she, she, I would like to say that for the most part, our kids are pretty open about a lot yeah. of things with us. It's more the, uh, I think just, they don't want to disappoint you Yeah, because that's how it was with my parents. Mm-hmm. I, you know what I mean? I, I, I had no doubt in my mind that my mom would help me if I said, Hey, I have a problem. It's just the fact of, um, you don't want to hurt them that you want, that you have a problem and having them be like, what know, did I do like, wrong to get you right, there kind of yeah. thing. Right. Like, and like, that's not something that is on them at all. Yeah. It's like for me, some, some people it is right. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I, I grew up completely fine. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, and I mean, the drugs, they came into life because of, like, my son's mom. Yeah. It, it, what, like, I was against that kind of shit because my dad remember. was an addict, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. He's, you know, he's uh, recovered now. But, um, you know, it's it, it was just around. And yeah. I think that ad, the, the addict was in me. Because yeah, it's in my blood, but that's what we know. say when we say about like yeah. it being shocking to some people when you like yeah. find out that they're using drugs. I remember they could have an uncle that's an yeah. act, or you know what I mean, and that kind of thing. It stems down, and um, I think that's how it was for me. It was just it's that first initial taking it, and then yeah. it's like ah shit, shit. You know yeah. what I mean? It's I didn't. I want to say I didn't um, start drugs because I had any kind of 
issue yeah. or anything like that. There was like no reasoning behind right, it. Right, because I grew up in a, you know, in a nice uh, family and you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, there was definitely no reason there for me. Mm-hmm. To, because like when we were together in high school, um, you know, around our, our breakup, that yeah. it, it was all based on me um, knowing that I was okay. Like I'm obviously using drugs right? and I want to stop disappoint. And I didn't. Yeah. I knew how against drugs that you were at that time. So I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to tell her a whole bunch of times because of it. Yeah. And so what I remember like, kind of like, you know, when you guys got together and you can see the, the progression (laughs) into the drugs kind of thing, I was fucking shocked. Like I was literally shocked because it it shocked me too. Yeah. but, and and to hear, you know, obviously I wasn't around during his um his bad years, yeah. but like you know, even still to this day, I mean, we talk about it all the time, and we don't just sit around talking about it, but right. um, especially yeah. with the podcast too, like there's still a lot of things about each other in our active addiction that we are sharing and we're yeah. talking about, and we're like, both holy, like fucking blown away. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I know, and and you know what, it's it's hard to um you know as a lot of you um can relate it's hard to uh see somebody that you love doing something like that Mm -hmm. because with her um my son's mom when when um you know the first time i watched her smoke oxys was just like wild yeah i'm like oh what the fuck like you know or watching her do needles or you know what i mean it was like whoa (laughs) like yeah and then it's like my turn you know what i mean like uh like i thank the lord for my like ridiculous fear of needles because yeah. i'm telling you right now that if i didn't have that i definitely would have gotten a lot worse for yeah, me and like yeah. i it's I so was surprised dumb. i was doing yeah needles, you know it's what I so mean? dumb I, too. every time that i did them which was a lot um you know i was shocked that i was doing this yeah you know? you just, that, like, that shock doesn't go away every time yeah because it's just like why but that you know? that shock is so real because yeah. When I was, you know, obviously anybody who was or is a cocaine user can attest. You can only shove so much cocaine up your fucking nose. Right. Before right. it's like, girl, no, yeah. you can't. Yeah. I've taken enough. And I remember the very first time that I ever like boofed it. Right. I literally looked it up. I was on um, is is that? Reddit. This in my butt. Reading uh, a Reddit articles of like different ways that I yeah. could do this without like having to use a needle or anything like right, that. Right. And I'm just like, well, I mean, this here we go. This delivery system seems yeah. like it'll work. And I remember like, you know, you do the whole setup ritual of it or whatever. Right. Yeah. The fucking first time I ever did this, I was like, I am such a piece of shit. Like, yeah. what a piece of garbage I am. Like, yeah. I just I just blasted a bunch of cocaine in my butt. Like, I would never do that. Like, that is just, like, so fucking wild. But when you're at that point and you're fucking jonesing, it's, like, you will literally just do anything. Like, and it's wild because, like, I had a, like, one of my best friends, she was living with me and we were both using it. And I was, like, telling her, I'm, like, girl, you ought to just stick it up your ass. It's so much better. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah, like, you gotta try I'll do it for you. Like, that's how fucked up that I was. And, like, looking back on it now, first of all, that did major damage to my stomach to yeah, like right. my whole yeah. situation like it fucked me up yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know looking back i'm like i'm sitting here convincing this girl it's better yeah to do it this right, way like right. if you have to do something in such an unnatural way mm-hmm. it ain't for mm-hmm. you yeah. like you gotta and yeah. it, well, i did it a lot of times 
Right. So yeah. it's just kind of like you you know that you're doing something dirty. You know you're doing something that you in your right mind like generally wouldn't do. And then you just feel fucking gross. Right. Like yeah. I just you, yeah. like afterwards, like you gotta like lay there and like make sure it's like not coming out and shit. And it is a different, it's a different high completely. Right. Yeah. And so well, and like people do it with uh tampons and vodka. And, yeah, you know, wild. That's a wild First shit. of all, I, I don't go there. Fucking there, crazy. Yeah. I mean <laughs> uh, but yeah, like it's it, you know, but like that your addiction takes you to that. Yeah, and place, it's it's know? wild that you just become a completely different yeah, yeah. version of yourself because you'll just fucking do anything. Yeah. Chasing and so that's that what, dragon. Like, so like that's where it was and that's how it is when you do needles or you know what I mean? That that's what you're looking at. And that's mm-hmm. it, it's it's crazy that you're doing this. Or it's or you're it's crazy when you're smoking crack or um you know like coking like that's you're like whatever. You know what I mean? But like then you take it up a notch and it's like yeah. holy shit and it doesn't go away. Uh it's shocking every time. Like yeah. you said like No, yeah, that's but, it. Like that's know, what I mean. Get, you just, that's where you go. And every I'm, time you know, you're like fuck I can't believe I'm doing this yeah, but yeah. Like, Unfortunately, you know, here we are. that's you know what happens to to some people. Mm-hmm. Thank God for not a you know most people but it does happen and, Yeah. you know. Um so I mean that's that's you know kind of where I wanted to touch today. Um I'm gonna. We're, we're, I'm like we talked about butt shit. I'm gonna. <laughs> you know. Just gonna shut um, it off with the butt yeah, stuff. The, um, no, like I wanted to touch on mental health, basically because uh, when we had our episode with Josh Catlett, um, check that episode out if you haven't. We had a really great time talking. Yeah, that was awesome. It was, it was uh, you know, he's a great guy, super, super, really easy to talk and to, down to earth, and and definitely knows what he's talking about when it comes to addiction and recovery. A mogul in the recovery community. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Um, you know, so we had a good time with him, and I think you you guys would have a good time listening. So if you haven't yet, check that out on Spotify, uh, Apple, and Amazon uh, podcasts. The um, we just wanted to kind of I, I kind of wanted to jump on live here and kind of just see how it went. Um, you know, and it seems like we're doing pretty good, so that's good. Wow. Um, and then uh, I don't know how if I can upload this as an episode or whatever, but. Uh, we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, we're, we, you know, we kind of want to be on camera a little bit more. Um, you know, get the setup for that. I know it's it's a little different to just kind of sit and listen to someone talk. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> bit so, of yeah, a, we're, we're it's a bit of a learning curve um, for us too. Yeah. Like, we're not yeah. really sure what we're doing. Right. But. but you know what? We're you know we are really happy to to be coming out and helping mm-hmm. people. Um, you know, it is a very difficult thing to do to be vulnerable. On, yep. um, on camera especially or um, on a podcast especially when you're talking about things that are like really personal and mm-hmm. and kind of scary but um, the more that we talk out I think the more people we can reach to to help mm-hmm. um, and like I said um, if you need any kind of help or coaching or just to talk to somebody um, our page is always open to messaging or you can message either one of us directly yeah um, on our personal profiles um or just you know like get in touch with us because we will um you know do what we can to help you mm-hmm. um so yeah I, i'm thinking uh that we'll kind of wrap it up here um thank you to everyone that kind of checked it out and um we hope you guys enjoy the rest it's of your day slice. see you later peace